Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. We're believing that the Holy Spirit's going to do something in this service. I want to speak to you just for a few moments tonight actually about the Holy Spirit. And uh, I'm not sure if you've heard preaching or teaching on the Holy Spirit, but for me, the Holy Spirit is my dearest friend. Holy Spirit, I, I came into our church nearly 20 years ago at Hillsong Church in, in, in Sydney, Australia. And uh, yeah, we were in cell block four together and uh, with Carl and, and, and it's amazing what God has done there. But for me, I was a broken young guy. I was 23 years old and uh, I sat on the corner of a gutter in Sydney, Australia. I was overdosing on drugs. My life was a mess. And I cried out to God and I asked Him to save me, to help me. I said, I don't want my life to end up like this. And and, and I don't know what happened, but over the next six months, God started sending people like you who had a story of His goodness and His grace and His forgiveness and His love. And they started to point me, not to what was wrong with me, but what was right with Jesus. And I'll never forget the first night I walked into church. And you might be here tonight for the first time. I walked into church and there were strangers that I'd never met that had a smile on their face and welcomed me in. And that night I felt like I was at home. And I remember Pastor Brian, as he was preaching the message that night, he was preaching about wisdom for living. And I knew that everything he was saying, I was not doing. And uh, he was talking about wisdom. And I'm like, I don't have that wisdom. I'm completely living the opposite of what he's saying. And in the middle of the message, he stopped. And he said these words, which I'll never, ever forget. He said, I feel to say this in the Holy Spirit. Now I'm sitting there going, what is the Holy Spirit? And what do you mean to say it in the Holy Spirit? And he says, I feel to say this in the Holy Spirit. Nightclubs are not a place for young people. And I'm sitting there going, oh my gosh, he's like reading my mail. This is crazy. And that night I remember responding and saying yes to Jesus. And ever since that moment, nearly 20 years ago, I've gone on this journey of walking with the Holy Spirit. And there's been times in that relationship where I felt really close to Him. And there's times where I felt really distant from Him. There's been other times where I felt like I can hear Him. And there's been other times where I felt like I can't hear Him. But one thing that I've discovered is this, is the Holy Spirit, listen to this, is not a mystic force. He's not some euphoric feeling. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. There's God the Father. There's God the Son. And there is God, the Holy Spirit. And we sung about Jesus being a friend forever. And the way that Jesus is a friend forever is that He actually gives us the best friend and counselor to walk with us and be with us for our entire journey of walking this life out. And when you discover the Holy Spirit, you can have an intimacy with Him that He can give you wisdom. He can speak confidence into you. He can bring encouragement. He can bring comfort. He can bring peace. He can lead you in directions that you never thought possible. He can take you out of a business suit and a connect group and turn you into a pastor. This is what the Holy Spirit does. And I don't know if you're in this place tonight and what your experience is of the Holy Spirit. Can I say tonight the Holy Spirit is not weird? In fact, 
being a Christian and being filled with the Holy Spirit can, will actually make you more normal than anybody else in the world. Why? Because you become relevant. Why? Because you are connected to the source of all life. And when you're connected to the source of all life, you become relevant to every single person you encounter because you can bring down heaven into their world and start to speak wisdom, speak hope, speak life. And so in John chapter 14, I just want to read from a few passages tonight. But in John chapter 14, if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. I'm going to jump around a little bit. But I want to start with this verse because there's people in here tonight where the Holy Spirit put on my heart that you've walked in here tonight and there's trouble going on in your family, there's stuff going on in your world and you feel anxious and worried. And Jesus speaks to His disciples and He says this. He says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your hearts be troubled. He says, trust or you believe in God, believe also in me. Verse 3, he says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And where I'm going, I will come back to take you there. Then Thomas, the doubter, and just in case you're in here and you've got doubts about God, Thomas was one of those guys. And he's okay with our doubts. He's okay with our questions. It says, Thomas said to him, but Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In other words, salvation is found in Christ and Christ alone. If you really knew me, then you would know the Father as well. From now on, you do know Him and you have seen Him. In other words, Jesus is saying, if you've seen me, I'm a reflection of the Father. If you want to know what God looks like, all you need to do is to read the Gospels and see how Jesus treated people. That's the way God is. He, he, he loves people. He, he brings healing. The Bible says He went around doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Is this okay? Okay, then we go on and says, Jesus said, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been with you for such a long time? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? In other words, there's this close proximity. There's this intimate relationship. There's this, there's this connection that the Father and the Son have that Jesus would say, I don't do anything unless I hear my father say it or I see my father do it. There's this intimate relationship with a father and a son or, or, or a, a parent and a child that the child would copy the parent and the parent would influence the child. And so I see this in my kids. I, I remember one time we were um, in, a, in a shopping center in Sydney called Rouse Hill and we walked into this lift and we got into this lift and, and, and I, I drink chai lattes. And I'm, not, I'm probably the only Australian you'll ever meet that doesn't drink coffee. And, um, and so I drink chai lattes, and my son Jaden wanted a chai latte. So he gets a chai latte, and I get a chai latte. And we walked into this lift, and I'll never forget it. I leaned up against the lift like this with my chai latte in my hand. And I looked down, and he leaned over like this with his chai latte in his hand. And I'm like, it's so incredible that when you have close proximity or relationship with someone, you become like that person. And so Jesus is saying to the disciples, like, hey, if you've seen me and all the works that I've been doing, you should know that the Father's for you. You should know that God is all about loving you. And He says, so I am in the Father and the Father is in me. These words I speak, they're not on my own authority. And He says, even if you don't believe in these works, uh, if you believe in me, He says, believe on the works or the evidence of what you've seen. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do greater works than I've been doing. Okay. 
So, so listen to this. Jesus, who is walking around, opening blind eyes, opening deaf ears, causing the lame to walk, raising people from the dead. He says, what I've been doing, check this. If you're connected to me, you will do even greater things. You will do even greater things. I think Jesus foresaw what was happening here in St. Augustine, and that would be his greater things. What God is doing in this church is his greater things. What God wants to do in the next few years are greater things. But it all's got to come back to the relationship that we're connected to, this, this relationship with the Holy Spirit. And he says, and I'll do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified. And then he goes on and says, if you love me, keep my commands. And he says, and here's the answer, and I will give you the Holy Spirit. He says, an advocate, a helper, a counselor, a comforter. And God is giving us His Spirit so that when we walk through this life, we are not alone. In fact, while I was in worship, I felt like the Holy Spirit said, there's people that have walked in here into this crowd, but they feel all alone. And I want to pray for you at the end of the service, but if you're all alone tonight as you walk out of here, my prayer and my hope is that you would know without a shadow of a doubt that you're not alone. Because God wants to give you His promise, the Holy Spirit. Amen? He says, He will, listen to what it says, for He will live with you and He will be in you. Jumping over to verse 15, He says, And I am the vine, and my Father is the vine dresser, and you are the branches. And He says, If you stay connected to me, intimate with me, in relationship with me, in close proximity to me, if you stay connected into me, you will bear fruit and much fruit. And He's bringing it back to this relationship with the Holy Spirit. And we see the Father in this picture as the vine dresser, and we see Jesus as the vine, but there's no mention of the Holy Spirit. But in fact, if you look at this Scripture, the source of life through the vine into you and me is the source of the Holy Spirit. So when you and I are connected to Jesus and His Word, there's a life force that flows into us called the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit is not available for some superstar Christians. The Holy Spirit is available to you. The Holy Spirit, God wants relationship with you. God wants relationship with me. He can take a guy from Blacktown who had no purpose and no hope and no future. And when I hook my life up to his life source, he starts to speak promise. He starts to speak purpose. He starts to speak future. How many of you got a smartphone? Everyone in here has a smartphone. I don't know if you've ever done what I've done, but I've done this many times. How many of you have ever plugged in your phone to the charger and then you come back to your phone and the battery is dead or it still hasn't charged. Anyone ever been in that predicament? You know what I learned often? is because it wasn't switched on. The connection wasn't there properly. But when you're connected to the Holy Spirit, come on, there is life. 
When you're connected to the Holy Spirit, there is joy. When you're connected to the Holy Spirit, there is peace. When you're connected to the Holy Spirit, there is kindness. When you're connected to the Holy Spirit, there is wisdom. When you're connected to the Holy Spirit, there is healing. When you're connected to the Holy Spirit, there is power. Because God's life source flows through us. Four things real quickly before I just give you some other thoughts, but four things that I want to just briefly run through. Because some people think, oh, the Holy Spirit's only in the New Testament. No, the Holy Spirit has been there from the beginning. So, so the first thought is this, the Holy Spirit was at the beginning of creation. In, in fact, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, the first two Bibles of the, uh, verses of the Bible, the Bible says this, it says, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was without form and, and void and darkness covered the depths of the earth and the Spirit of God. Come on, the Spirit of God was hovering. Do you know the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God hovered over Mary before He impregnated her? The Holy Spirit tonight is hovering over you, ready to pounce, ready to do something in your life, ready to drop vision, ready to drop wisdom, ready to drop power into your life. The Holy Spirit still hovers today. But then we also find out that the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament came on specific people at a specific time for a specific purpose. He came on David, the Bible says, when he was anointed to be king, the Spirit of God came on him and David became a different man. When Samson was in trouble, the Spirit of God came on him and he received power. When the Spirit of God came on Bezel, the Bible says that he, through the Spirit of God, began to create. He began to innovate. The Spirit of God comes on you, or in the Old Testament, on specific people for a specific time, for a specific purpose. But here's the kicker. In the New Testament, the Holy Spirit isn't for a specific person, for a specific time, or for a specific purpose. In fact, in the book of Acts chapter 2, it says, And God said, In the last days I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters, they will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. For God has poured out His Spirit on every person that says, Yes, Lord. Holy Spirit is available to you tonight. The third thing is the Holy Spirit anointed people. And He anointed people for a specific task, as I said, but He anointed them for a because. He puts purpose in your life. In Isaiah 61, which we see in Luke chapter 4, Jesus fulfilled that in verse 18 and 19. It says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because. Do you know tonight God has a because for you? God has a purpose for your life. You're not here just to make up a number. You're not just living in St. Augustine just for, oh, I just moved here and that was what I meant to do. Or I'm just going to college here. No, no, God has a because for you. Whether you're in business, God has a because for that business. Whether you're in university, God has a because for what you're studying. Whether you're in school, God has a because for why you're planted in that high school. Wherever you find yourself, God has a because for you because He wants you to go out into all the world and preach the gospel to every tongue, every tribe, every nation, every person because He desires them to be saved. And the fourth thing before I get into my thoughts here is the Holy Spirit was the promise of the Father. God's promise right throughout the Old Testament was that I will one day pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. He promised it. 
Jesus said it. He said, when, when Philip, he says, don't you know me? Thomas, don't you know me? If you knew me, you would understand that I'm actually going because if I stay, I can only do what I'm doing. But if I go, I'm going to send my spirit. And now we're going to have not just one Christ, we're going to have little Christ called Christians and they're going to go out through all the earth and they're going to salt it and they're going to season it and they're going to bring life to it. Because that's what God's plan is, that it would not just stay with one man, but that He would raise up a generation that going to St. Augustine and beyond and love the city back to life. Amen. Is anybody with me tonight? So in Matthew chapter 3, there's a, there's a story where Jesus gets baptized. And he goes into the waters of baptism. And as he goes under the waters of baptism, he comes out and there's this voice. And we see the Trinity at work together here. And the voice says, this is my son whom I love and I am well pleased. That came from the voice of the Father. Spoke over the son who was in the water. And the Bible says that the Spirit of God descended on him like a dove. The Holy Spirit's not a dove. He's like a dove. He's gentle. He's peaceful. He's tender. The Holy Spirit came upon Jesus. But here's three things that the Father said. Listen, three things that the Father said over Jesus that He would speak over to you. And these are the three things that every human heart is craving. You're in here tonight. I'll, I'll prove it. Someone in here tonight, and you're actually in this place, and you don't feel accepted. There's people in here tonight, and you don't feel like anyone gives you affirmation. And there's people in here tonight, and you're starving for affection. And in this one short statement, the Father encapsulates what every human being is craving for. Acceptance. Affection and affirmation. Acceptance. This is my son. Friend, can I tell you today, if you're in Christ, he would say over you, this is my son. This is my daughter. You've got to understand that you are a child of God and he accepts you. Whether anybody else does or not, that doesn't matter. Your father in heaven has put a stamp of approval on you and he says, I accept you just the way you are. But the cool thing about God accepting us, He doesn't leave us that way. He changes us from the inside out. So this acceptance, and it says, whom I love, affection. See, tonight you're in here and there's people in here and you don't feel loved. Can I tell you tonight, God loves you. He really does. God has this heart of love for you. And He says, this is my son whom... I am well pleased. What's that? That's a statement of affirmation. I, I say that over my kids all the time, even when they mess up. Dad, I'm sorry. It's okay. I still love you. You're my prized possession. In fact, today I said to Jaden, I said, you're the, apple of my, of, uh, you're the apple of my eye. He's like, Dad, that's weird. I said, it kind of does sound weird, doesn't it? He goes, what does that even mean? The apple of, my, of your eye. I said, well, the Bible says that we are the apple of God's eye. And he's like, yeah, but 
dad, that's weird. I'm like, yeah, I guess it sounds weird to someone who doesn't understand it, but the apple of my eye simply means that you're my prized possession. And I said, Jesus was God's prized possession, but when you're in Christ, you are now His prized possession also. And so He would say over to you tonight that I accept you. Tonight He would say, I have affection for you and I affirm you. He maybe doesn't affirm our lifestyles because I don't think God affirmed me being a drug user. But He affirmed me because He loved me as His son. And He said, son, if you trust me, I'm going to take you on a journey. I'm going to put you in with a bunch of dudes in cell block four. And your life's going to be changed. And I grew. And I started to realize that those things that were hindering me were the things that were actually keeping me with no purpose and no future and no hope. But then I discovered that God had a future and God had a hope for me, just like He has a future and a hope for you. And so how did I discover all this? It was through the Holy Spirit. Obviously in church, coming to church and worship and being around good people, but the Holy Spirit is the one that is with you constantly 24-7. And here's the kicker. If Jesus needed the Holy Spirit, come on, how much more as Christians do we need the Holy Spirit? I mean, you start to read this in Luke chapter 22 in His baptism. Luke chapter 3 verse 22, it says, And the Holy Spirit came on Him. The first thing you need to know tonight is the Holy Spirit is on Jesus. He came on Jesus. But the second thing is this, is in the Holy Spirit, in Luke chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, it says, and the Holy Spirit was in Him. You know, the Holy Spirit just doesn't come on us. The Holy Spirit lives in us. And the Holy Spirit was in Jesus. The Holy Spirit came upon Jesus. And in Luke chapter 4, it says the Holy Spirit was in Him. And then in Luke chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, it says the Holy Spirit led Him into the wilderness. And sometimes we go through seasons in life and I've learned this the hard way and I find myself in a wilderness experience and sometimes I'm blaming the devil when it was actually God that led me into the wilderness because He wanted to do something in me. See, someone in here tonight, you're in a wilderness experience and you're going, God, where are you? And God's saying, I'm here. I actually brought you out into the wilderness so that you could grow in your dependence on me. So often in the wilderness experience, someone in here needs to know this tonight. You're in this place and you want to run from God. The actual thing to do in the wilderness is run straight to God. It's in the middle of your desert season. It's in the middle of your struggle. It's in the middle of that challenge where you go, God, where are you? God, my prayers seem like they're hitting the roof and they're falling down. Where are you? And He's like, I led you here. I brought you here. Why? Because you know what the Holy Spirit did when He was in the wilderness? Look what it says in Luke chapter 4, verse 14 to 15. I think they're going to put on the screen. It says, And the Holy Spirit brought Jesus out of the wilderness in the power of the Spirit. See, He led Him in only to bring Him out. See, sometimes God takes us into places where we're thinking, God, where are you? He's like, don't worry about where am I? I'm with you right now. My name is Emmanuel. God, with you. I'm about to bring you in so that I can bring you out in the power of the Spirit. And when you come out in the power of the Spirit, you have a testimony, you have a message, you have a story, and you just come out of there and you just realise, wow, God was with me all along. Sometimes in those moments, we feel like God abandoned us. But God doesn't abandon you. Jesus said in the promise, He said, I will give you the Holy Spirit 
and He will be with you forever. You're not going to believe this, church. I looked up in the Hebrew and Greek that word forever. I was thinking it was going to mean something else, but it actually means forever. And my scripture says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he'll change his mind. He speaks and he acts, he promises and he fulfills. So if God has spoken it and he's spoken a promise, and in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 12, he says, I watch over it to perform it. And Isaiah 55 says, just like the rain comes down and waters the earth and it prospers in the very thing it was sent to do, so it is with my word that when I speak it over your life, it will prosper in the very thing that I sent it to do. Now, how long does it take the seed to grow? Isn't that the million dollar question? But one thing I do know is if it's the seed and that seed in you is Christ and He is becoming that vine and if you're the branches and you stay connected to Him, you're going to bear fruit. How long will it take to bear? I'm not sure. But that's God's doing. Our job is to stay connected to stay close, to stay near. Even when I don't feel like worship, even when I don't feel like singing, even when Pastor Matt gets up here and says, come on church, let's dance. I don't feel like dancing. Have you ever been there? But the Holy Spirit, He's there, He's with you. He's in the midst of everything that we go through. He's your best friend. See, this is what it says in Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. I referenced it in Luke chapter 61, just Isaiah 61 a little while ago. But it says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because He has anointed me. See, the Holy Spirit was on Him. The Holy Spirit was in Him. The Holy Spirit led Him. The Holy Spirit empowered Him. The Holy Spirit anointed Him. And you know what? God is anointing you. God anoints us with the oil called the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit is on you, you have a substance on your life that nobody can take away. In fact, in the Old Testament, they would put oil on the prophets and the oil would drip down their garments onto their shoes. And when they walked past somebody, people would see the oily footprints and go, that man's a prophet. Well, there is oil on your life. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, When you walk into that meeting, you've got the oil of wisdom in your life. When you walk into that scenario, you've got the oil of Jesus on the inside of you. When you walk into that dark place, you've got the oil that causes the candle to burn. That Holy Spirit that is in you, whenever you go into all, we got the secret agent. We got the greatest secret of all time and nobody even knows about Him. His name is the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit is activated and working in our lives, people see the substance of God in our lives. Amen. And then the last thing was the Holy Spirit sent him. It says, the Holy Spirit is on me because he has anointed me. And it says, he sent me to preach to the captives. He sent me 
to release the prisoners. He sent me to open blind eyes. He sent me to open up deaf ears. Can I encourage your church? Just the other week, we had an 11-year-old boy in our service. He's been coming along for a little while. He's got hearing aids. He's wearing in his right ear. The doctors said he will never be able to hear because he had a fever, got to like 107 or 108 degrees and basically caused him to go deaf in his right ear. So for about a year, he was walking around with his hearing aid and his parents at that time found our church and they started coming along and they started to connect with me and they started to talk to us and this little boy his name's Jackson he became best friends with Jaden and Jensen my kids and and so I said to his dad Sean I looked at him I said we're going to believe that we're going to take that hearing aid off and God's going to heal that ear and, and he says oh yeah but you know and, and he started saying oh you know I just don't know and I'm like man let us just pray for him we're going to anoint him with oil and that's a symbolization of the Holy Spirit on his life and we're going to lay hands on him the whole church is going to pray well could I tell you we don't know if he got healed in that moment but somewhere from that moment to three months later when he went for another hearing checkup the doctor walked out with the hearing aid in her hand and said to Claudia she said I don't know what's going on but your son don't need to wear this anymore he can hear fully amazing this is what the Holy Spirit does he opens up deaf ears so we couldn't work out whether he was hearing because of the hearing aid or his hearing because he actually got healed and he still kept it in for three months. We don't know. But at the end of the day, he's healed. Testimony of God's goodness. Doctors are confounded. They have, I don't know how you did that. And the parents saying, well, the church. The church prayed. The church believed. The church had faith. The Holy Spirit touched him. But this is what he does. So if Jesus needed the Holy Spirit, we should have the Holy Spirit working in our lives. And the cool thing is this, is the Holy Spirit's here. Because if you're a believer in here, the Holy Spirit lives in you. So you brought Him. But also the Bible says when two or more are gathered, He's there in the midst. The Bible says that while Peter preached, people were healed by the Holy Spirit in their seats that heard Him. We think sometimes it was Peter's shadow that healed cripple as he walked past him I like to think it was the substance on him the Holy Spirit in you on you leading you empowering you so that you become relevant to bring the kingdom of heaven to your everyday family situation your everyday workplace, your everyday community, your everyday university studies, your everyday going to the gym, your everyday taking public transport, wherever we go, Holy Spirit is actually with us. And so when we bring Him into our day today, we invite Him to lead us. And when He leads us, He speaks to us. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.
Well, I hope you enjoyed that message. I would love for you to also to check out my brand new leadership podcast, Leadership with Matt McClory. You can find it on iTunes and Spotify. I would love for you to go and subscribe to that podcast and really get some more in-depth teaching on leadership. I believe we're all called to lead in some area of life. God has called all of us to do something with our lives and so therefore we can grow in the area of leadership. We'd love for you to check it out. God bless you.